You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Hello, welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Leanne Caldwell, an anchor here at Washington Post Live and also co-author of the Early 202 newsletter here at the Washington Post. Today, we have the latest installment of Across the Aisle. It's a show where we highlight what is actually getting done in Congress, where Republicans and Democrats come together to accomplish big and sometimes little things. And today, joining us in a very special episode, we have two senators, a Republican of West Virginia, Senator Shelley Moore Capito, and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, a Democrat from New York. Senators, thanks so much for joining me today. Hello. Thanks. thanks for having us. So the reason why I think, of course, this is such an special episode of Across the Aisle is because today is the 14th annual Congressional Women's Softball Game, and that is why you two are wearing softball jerseys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is where... Are. Women members of Congress, Republicans and Democrats play on the same team against members of the press, including myself. I will see you on the field in a couple hours. Uh, Senator Gillibrand, I want to start with you. Um, This game has been going on for 14 years. It is actually a fundraiser for the Young Survivors Coalition for young women who uh, have cancer. Can you talk a little bit about why you got involved in this game when when you were approached about it and why you ultimately decided to join? Well, I got involved uh, from the beginning because uh, my good friend in the house, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, had breast cancer as a young woman. Uh, she was 39 years old and she uh, survived and did not tell anybody during the crisis. Um, but when she recovered, she came to me and said, will you play this game with me and raise awareness for young women who have breast cancer? And I said, absolutely. I don't know how to play softball, but I'm happy to learn. And sure enough, several of us uh, learned the game and started playing and have spent over a decade really trying to lift up this issue uh, to protect young women so that they know uh, what breast health is, how to make sure they are protecting themselves from cancer and what to do if something's different than it was. So from not knowing how to play softball, Senator Gillibrand, to the star pitcher of the <laughs> of the Congress team, um, you've come quite a long way. Definitely have learned a lot. <laughs> um, Senator Capito, uh, you know, when you were first approached about this, were, were you skeptical at all? Or was this something, you know, what were your intentions? Was it breast cancer? Was it getting to know other members of Congress? Why did you join? Well, I was actually approached by our good friend, Joanne Emerson, who was the Republican at that point in the House. I was in the House uh, that Debbie Wasserman Schultz had first approached to see if we could get a bipartisan women's team together. And uh, I love Joanne and her her daughter, Tori, is our coach to this day, has coached us all 14 times. But I think that one, a couple of the reasons, uh, breast health and breast cancer hits pretty close to home. My husband's mother died very young of breast cancer, as her sister did as well. So that has always been important to me. 
but also um, the camaraderie uh, of getting to know other members in a different kind of an atmosphere to play with members across the aisle had a lot of appeal to me as well. Uh, I think so so much of the time that we have we're, we're, are spent in our committees or spent talking to our fellow you know party members that we don't really get out as much uh, in a more social atmosphere. Uh, that I think we should. And the other reason uh, that really this drew me, I hadn't played softball, but I pretty much played everything else. And I just love sports. And I think it creates such a good atmosphere for building friendships, building relationships. And I'm very competitive, so I like to win. So we're hoping for that tonight. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but we'll okay. see. <laughs> Maybe this year. <laughs> Maybe. Senator Gillibrand. Um, there's a men's uh, congressional baseball game as well. But in that game, Republicans and Democrats play against each other. In this game, Republicans and Democrats play on the same team. Was that by design? Yes. Um, the women of the House uh, resolved pretty quickly that we wanted it to be bipartisan, that we wanted to have a place where we could get to know each other as women and as friends and as teammates first. Uh, we also wanted it bicameral, so we made sure that we had uh, the Senate um, and to get them involved right away. And it's the only thing like that in all of Congress. Uh, we didn't want to fight against each other. We wanted to fight against uh, a shared enemy, um, the Capitol Hill Press Corps, uh, but not truly enemies, more colleagues. And so we we really have enjoyed it and we've enjoyed getting to know you guys. Um, the press team is fantastic. Uh, they are full of talent and um, enormous intelligence and have a lot of gifts. And so we love getting to know the women on the press team as well as women who work in the same workspace as us every day with all the challenges that we face um, that are very similar in both industries. Senator Capito, and you know, sticking with the Republican and Democrats playing on the same team, um, is that idea? Is that you know, is that what makes women different than men in the sense of from the men, the men's baseball game, where as women thought of this as an idea to build camaraderie, to to build relationships, and you know, how has this translated? Well, I think we uh, obviously during this conceptions of how we were going to do this, I think that having us be on the same team was always the original idea. I don't think uh, I don't think we ever thought that we could a duplicate the baseball game, but also uh, I, I think that we do we sponsor each other's bills. We we uh, travel together. We uh, we have uh, social interactions together around family or, or family situations that we're all fighting at the same or, you know, trying to deal with at the same time. So, uh, you know, we do have a natural camaraderie, I think. And, and I think the guys have it too, but they, uh, they're more, um, uh, competitive with one another than I think, uh, I envision us a, a, as a group. Uh, and, and so I think it was a genius idea to get us together and, and to feature us as not just, uh, women who like to play sports and who are joined together for a, a unified cause, but also for, uh, being able to kind of row our own boat here together to demonstrate to the, to people, to young girls that, 
you know, maybe you don't agree with people on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but when you lay down your arms and you get together on a Wednesday night to play softball on the same team, you're, you're right there cheering for one another. And I, I think it's a refreshing and uh, it's a, a kind of an exuberant sort of feeling when we all get on the field together. Well, Senator Gillibrand, talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, what what happens when there's a nasty political debate that's happening on Capitol Hill, on the Senate floor, on the House floor, in in a you know in a campaign, and it happens on a Tuesday, and then you guys have practice Wednesday morning. Do those conversations come up? Do you guys talk about that? on the softball field at practice? Definitely not. <laughs> I think I avoid <laughs> all political issues on the softball field. Um, what I try to talk about is common ground. So I find, you know, certainly with Shelley, we've worked on uh, water quality issues, PFAS, both upstate New York and West Virginia have the same um, military bases and traditional historic manufacturing facilities that created PFAS in our water uh, and harming the health of our constituents. We've worked on maternal mortality issues. We've worked on mental health issues. We've worked on substance use disorders. Um, we really have so much in common in terms of helping our constituents that we actually don't need to talk about our differences. Uh, we have plenty of things to talk about that uh, we have in common. And um, I try to focus my conversations with my colleagues on ways we can help one another. Um, I, I don't run campaigns against uh, other members of the softball team. <laughs> I avoid those. And so uh, because these are women that I trust and I really appreciate and I just try to leave politics definitely outside of the ball field. Senator Capito, do you have the same kind of internal policy that you don't want to defeat another woman on the softball team? Well, we, I, I can tell you this from our practices early in the morning, it's pretty much understood that uh, these are not the places to have policy uh, differences and discussions. I mean, I think we're all happy to have that safe space because we're going to spend all that all the next day and all, all, you know all the, the, the intervening hours doing those kinds of uh, debates, whether they're partisan or not. You know, there have been a few occasions where maybe as we're warming up, we're tossing the ball back and forth, that you can hear a conversation next to you that's that's starting to edge on to the uh, uh, out of the safe space, maybe a more political, but it's usually leading up to an election. You know, you just have to say, okay, time out. You know, we're hitting into the wrong zone here. Let's, uh, let's redirect the conversations. Because the last thing we want is to hurt somebody else's feelings, to uh, say something that's offensive. Because, you know, we work hard for these jobs. We it, it, it can be very emotional. It can be very negative sometimes. The last thing we need is to go out in a, into, a, as I said, a safe space to have conversations and overhear conversations that could be hurtful. And so those cease right away. Uh, and uh, it's happened, you know, very, very rarely, as, as Kirsten would, would acknowledge. And it's more, uh, let's talk about you know, what type of strategies we want to have, or let's talk about what you did last weekend, or, you know, your kids are going to college, how was the transition, what, whatever the things might be that are, that are the more personal aspects that I think bind us together. Well, I, this game used to take place in, in early summer, um, kind of got derailed a little bit because of COVID. And I was actually surprised when the game was rescheduled this year 
in September. We're less than two months from an election day. I was surprised mostly because I didn't think you guys were going to have time to practice uh, because so many people are out campaigning, um, especially the House members so often. Um, but have you noticed this year that the mood has gotten, has changed a little bit or people's availability has decreased because campaign season is in full force right now? Senator Gillibrand. I would just say um, what we were trying to do was create a cohesive team post the men's game because we have three very good players who play with the men routinely and we don't get their time because they're practicing every morning uh, or, or most mornings with the men's team. So the strategy was just trying to get all our players to practice together and it didn't work because um, we had several practices in July which were terrific um, before we broke in August. But the House and Senate schedule has been uh, misaligned. And so we just, sometimes it doesn't work. But it's going to be great for tonight because we don't have to play in the searing heat. It's going to be nice and cool, a perfect night to watch softball and to play softball. Um, but we'll probably return to the June, July timeframe just because of um, availability. Uh, we didn't have a lot. Uh, certainly not post, we only had one practice yesterday, post August break. <laughs> and uh, we only uh -oh. had a few. Oh, yes. And we only had, uh, we certainly practiced straight through till we left for August uh, work periods in our states and in our districts. But, you know, we're just going to do our best. We love this game. We love the people we play with, um, both with our, our team and against. And we love the cause and the number of young women who show up and have such an amazing evening. Um, the number of my interns and staff that like to just make posters and have fun. It's just one of those rare times in Washington where everybody's on the same page and everybody has a good time. Yeah, I do remember a time, uh, I remember when Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who started this game, as you said at the top, Senator Gillibrand, because of her own experience with breast cancer, and she was head of the DNC at the time, and it was a very political and tumultuous time for her. It was, you know, years ago, but this game still went on, and, um, you know, Republicans and Democrats still played together on this game, and that was very political for at the moment, for the players as well. But... You know, I get a lot of, during this game, when I tweet about it every year, I'm a player, <laughs> and inevitably, I get people responding to me on Twitter, many people saying, these members of Congress, they shouldn't be doing that. They need to be working and getting things done for the American people, but they don't do any work. They're out playing softball. Senator Capito, can you respond to that? It happens every year. And... You know, is this taking away from your work on Capitol Hill? I mean, I kind of chuckled when you said that because I'm thinking, <laughs> let's see, wait a minute, let me get this right. We practice from seven to eight. We haven't practiced much at all. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of work that's going on at seven to eight in the morning. And we play one night a year. And we're raising money for an incredibly uh, good, good cause that unites us. And, and so I, I think these are, you know, there's so much people just want to pick and nitpick. You know, we're people too. We have regular lives. We have loves and hates just like everybody else. Uh, and I think the, the opportunity to get to know the press batter has really been fulfilling for me. Your coaches, that third-made coach, 
Frank, he's got to get out of there. But, um, but, and so, you know, these are all about relationship building. It's no different than any, in anybody else's life that maybe uh, they might have a, a, a company picnic or a bowling tournament or, or something like that, that raises money for the local little league teams. And, and so, you know, we're allowed to have fun too. We do have fun. And, uh, and I think it's a good thing. And I think it's healthy for the organization. And for the pushback, I would say, you know what, you're, you're getting a healthier Congress that works better together across the aisle because of, of uh, occasions like this. Yeah, Senator Gillibrand, can you point out to one thing, perhaps, that th- that resulted either legislatively, directly or indirectly from this softball game, whether it's a relationship that you made uh, for with a member that you didn't know very well, or a piece of legislation that maybe came to fruition because of the softball game? Well, I mentioned a bunch of bills that I've done with Shelly. Um, those bills all came about because I got to know more about Shelly. I got to know what her state's like, what families in West Virginia are going through. Um, understanding a lot of the similarities between West Virginia and upstate New York. Um, same issues with getting clean water and getting PFAS out of the water. Same issues with um, the opioid epidemic. The fact that uh, substance use disorder is massive in upstate New York and in West Virginia. The mental health crises, the maternal mortality crisis as, as moms, something like we absolutely share. And so I found that with every member of the team, uh, there were areas of common ground that we built because of the friendships we developed on the team. I look for issues I can work with Shelly. When I'm looking for a lead Republican supporter on a bill, Shelly's among the first few people I go to see and say, is this something you want to work on? Is this something you care about? Is this something that affects West Virginia? And so the benefit of this collaboration for uh, raising awareness to help young women uh, fight against breast cancer results in a lot of work across the aisle and by caramel work. So when I need a lead house member, I know right where to go. I can I can talk to Sherry Bustos. I can talk to Debbie. I can talk to a number of the amazing uh, women who work on um, who are on the softball team who are in the house. So it gives me understanding of who these house members are, which is great. It just, again, it just allows me to do my job better. And Senator Capito, you're from West Virginia, a very different state than New York. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you been able to get a better understanding of, you know, there's no Republican senator from New York that you can go to to learn about a state. So, you know, have you been able to understand the people, the politics a little bit better in New York? And is there some sort of um, cross collaboration on an issue that affects both states? Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, and Kirsten mentioned many of the things that we've worked on, but one of the things that is different, but then similar to our states, believe it or not, is the rural nature of upstate New York and the rural nature of of my state of West Virginia. And one of the major problems that we have is lack of broadband. And so Kirsten and I have worked together on uh, rural broadband issues because um, obviously highlighted a lot during the pandemic, but this was even pre-pandemic. Uh, that we joined uh, joined together to try to deploy that broadband to those rural areas so that we don't have areas of the country left behind. Um, and she mentioned, you know, just recently uh, in March, we traveled 
to uh, Germany and Poland. And we, you know, Kirsten has bases in her uh, in her state. I don't have big bases in my state. I have National Guard, which serves in every venue of uh, conflict that we might have. But to see the perspective that she has with, you know, the 10th Mountain Company or something like that really helps me uh, see through the eyes of of somebody who represents not just that member of the military, but their family and their support systems. And, and so, uh, you know, she, you know, Kirsten, I don't serve on any of the same committees, so we can interact uh, on those long trips flying over to, to Germany to be able to see each other's perspectives. And it's, it's hugely helpful. And it all begins because we've known each other uh, for these many years you know, she's the pitcher. She's the ace pitcher. I'm over on the third baseline, hoping that every ball goes to her and not to me. <laughs> and so, and so, or she strikes everybody out. That's even better. But I, I do think that the the confidence that we show in one another, whether it's in a personal way, uh, really translates to things like broadband, like sexual assault in the military, like our our, our military uh, families. Um, the PFAS issue that she mentions that hits our, our state hard and hers hard. So it, it's been very, very beneficial uh, to me to be able to get to know her as a New Yorker uh, uh, who represents quite a different state. And you mentioned the CODEL, um, you know, and which was focused on Ukraine. Um, Senator Capito, I want to follow up on that a little bit. There's, you mm -hmm. know, the president has requested billions of dollars in aid for Ukraine. Is there is that still something that has bipartisan support that you think will pass Congress this year? Absolutely. Uh, support for Ukraine has broad based uh, bipartisan support. Uh, we traveled early. We were some one of the first groups. We didn't go all the way into Ukraine, but we did go into Germany and Poland and got, uh, you know, as close as you could get at that point. But since subsequently, many, many of our fellow senators have been into Ukraine, into Kyiv, and, and talked with the president there. And so uh, there is broad-based support for weaponry, for uh, us to help shore it up, especially now when we see advances, when we see uh, Ukraine being able to push Russia out of certain occupied areas. I mean, this is really fulfilling, I think, for us to see because of the vast resources that we've put in and uh, the passion that we see from the Ukrainians that we feel as well. You know, there's always a few that won't support and there's always a few that are, are not going to agree, but I don't think it's a partisan thing so much. It may be just a personal, but broad-based support for this is definitely uh, how we're feeling about uh, the Ukrainian efforts. Um, and, you know, we're getting toward, as I mentioned, close to an election toward the end of the year. There's some hot button issues right now that might not, that might or might not be bipartisan. So, you know, Senator Gillibrand, I wanted to ask you about one of those. And one of them is um, is on same-sex marriage. Um, you know, have you gotten an update on if there are 10 votes or Republican votes from the negotiators on if the same-sex marriage bill will get a vote next week in the, in the Senate? I think we will have a vote next week. And I also think it will be successful. Um, LGBTQ equality is something a lot of people believe in, and most families in America have someone who's uh, part of the LGBTQ community, and we all love our families. And I think the country has decided over the last decade that we believe people should marry the people they love. And so regardless of your religious views, this is an issue of um, 
civil law. So I think there's consensus. And so I'm hopeful that we can have a vote. People will vote their conscience and what they believe. But I do think there is uh, enough support um, within the Senate to codify that um, that promise that we've made to people over many years that we believe in families. Mm-hmm. And Senator Capito, have you come out with a position yet on that? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the actual what we're actually going to be voting on. I think that um, I think that there is. I don't think that we're quite that it's quite there in the numbers uh, to be sixty quite yet. Uh, I think there's broad discussions going on, and I think that uh, Tammy Baldwin and Rob Portman, who are sort of leading the charge on both sides, have had a lot of conversations. There's questions of religious liberties and other things that uh, that seem to be open to be included in there, but we're not exactly sure what that is. So, uh, you know, I'll announce my position at the time when it becomes more permanent, but uh, I'm not sure if it, I mean, uh, Kirsten knows more about whether it would come up next week or after the election. There seems to be some debate on that point. Yeah, it seems like uh, timing might be a huge issue. We don't have a lot of time, so I want to ask you guys a quick uh, round robin of questions, if you can keep your answers short. First, Senator Gillibrand, what is your walk-up song? Um, New York State of Mind. Senator Capito, same question. Same thing, Country Roads. Country Roads. (laughs) Perfect. Senator Gillibrand, who do you want to get out the most tonight? What member of the press? Um, Amy. Amy of the Cook Political Report. Senator Capito. I like to strike her out. That would be good. Leanne, Leanne, I want to get you out. (laughs) Oh, it might be. uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I've really been preparing for this game tonight. Been lots and lots of practices. Well, that's good. Um, So I just have one final question. If you both can answer very briefly. It's actually a reader gave us this idea for a question, and it is, do you think in the new Congress there's going to be more opportunities for bipartisanship just in the last 30 seconds? Uh, Senator Capito, starting with you. Well, hope springs eternal, and I am an optimist, so I think it's always uh, yes. I think we're tired of uh, the pushes and pulls, and I know the American people are. Mm-hmm. And Senator Gillibrand. So the untold story is how much bipartisanship we've actually already had in this Congress. I personally have had four of my legislation, legislative bills signed into law, all bipartisan, with all sorts of different leads, um, from Senator Marco Rubio on my veterans bill to the bipartisan um, infrastructure bill, the bipartisan chips bill. Um, the work I've done uh, with Shelley on the military sexual assault issue, that's all in the NDAA. So we've been getting a lot of good bipartisan work done. And so I am extremely optimistic that trend will continue. It's just not necessarily reported on. It's not the, the push and pull that drives clicks and drives front page articles. But The truth is um, there's been a ton of bipartisanship in this Congress, and I'm really grateful for it. Um, The gun bill, for example, uh, investing in mental health is something that everyone agreed on. And so 
for both Shelly and I, violence disruption investment matters so that we can end the suicide rate, the overdose rate. A lot of huge problems in our states gets funded there. And I wrote the gun trafficking part of that bill to end gun trafficking because most of the guns used in crimes in New York state come from out of state and most of them are illegal. So we've had a bunch of successes. And so I'm gonna keep working on a bipartisan basis with all my awesome softball colleagues and everyone else that I work with on the Republican side and continue to get things done. Great. Um, we are out of time. We all have to get to the field. And I know you guys are wearing your jerseys. I am not, but go press. Oh. We're, gonna, okay. we're, getting, we're gonna go to the field very soon. So we'll see you there. See you there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.